it's been a long hiatus. I feel like we've all lived a few decades in this time. Um, but we're back with Welcome Back to Roswell. And we are going to do kind of a mini patchwork season until Roswell, New Mexico comes back on CW, which may not be for several months. But in the meantime, we're going to catch up and finish Roswell uh, season two. So this week we're talking the episodes. The End of the World and The Harvest. Um, this was such a joy of 2020. <laughs> One of the few like big highlights for Patrick and I. And so um, we're really excited to dive back into this show. Um, I hope you enjoy. What does present Max bring with him to woo Liz? <clears throat> a mariachi band and red roses that he turns to white roses. What is the name of the psychic? Madam Vivian. What bewitched crap does Tess do to Kyle's room? Bewitched crap. Uh, is that her, like, drawing that Z shape on the wall? <laughs> <clears throat> At the beginning of the episode, in 2014, what does Max thank Liz for? All the love. Oh, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> It's every smile, every kiss. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay. What happened the night of Gomez? <laughs> Max and Liz fucked. <laughs> uh, and then finally, who knows that Michael is the worst boyfriend, according to Maria? Mar oh, Maria knows. Liz knows. And America knows. You got it, Ryan. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Patrick, we're back! Welcome we're... back to Roswell! Oh <laughs> this feels so good! <laughs> I'm, look, I'm having a great time. This, uh, you, you were warning me as we were about to watch this episode, The End of the World, that it is one of the episodes that you have wanted me to watch for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, no pressure. <laughs> No, it's the it's the audio equivalent of sitting down with your friend and looking at them to make sure they laugh at all the jokes. Here's the thing. This yeah. show, under Ronald Moore's guidance, takes a turn into sci-fi that is, I think, interesting and very different from what a typical drama of this kind does. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And so I this there's a couple other forays, but this is like a big one. Um, I don't think I'd remember that this is such a horny episode. Oh my gosh, it's so horny. <laughs> All the storylines are horny. Michael and Maria's storyline is horny. Kyle and Tess have a little horny scene. Alex, I guess Alex doesn't really have any horniness. Alex has no horniness, no. But, uh, you know, you said Michael and Maria, but Michael and Courtney. Michael like, and Courtney. Yep. It's all over the place. So it's like, I just, because in my head, I always think of Heat Wave, which is when it got really hot outside, so everybody started making out. And right. then Sexual Healing, where Max Sexual and Sexual Healing, for yeah. sure. <laughs> like, I always think of those as the horny episodes. But it's like, no, 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 no. 
this is also a horny episode. Can um, we talk about the trimming my lamp scene? Of co- always. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. The rest of 2021. I don't mind. Okay. So, wait, do we need to do we need to establish what is happening here or you you will have already set up uh, in in the intro what the the slight format change? Yes, that we're okay. doing it a little different. We're sticking in OG Roswell. Um, though I am a fresh off a of Roswell New Mexico season 2 rewatch, so I may have mm. thought like maybe Alex and Michael are giving me some Alex Michael Roswell, no, New Mexico no. vibe. Come on. <laughs> no, that's not true. That is too horny. <laughs> you are making that up. I uh, love it, of course, but you are making that up. Yeah, it's not there. I mean, the the friendship with Mac, I think Alex, sometimes it seems like Alex is Liz's best friend and Maria hangs out, but this episode does make it feel like Alex is there for Maria. Um, yes, yes. In a in a real way, so that's nice, but not that they are gonna have a threesome with Michael. No, well, and you know, then he also does the like, yeah, and like punching Michael. I don't know. It's it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, but what you want to talk about is one of the things that works so well, which is the lamp trimming scene. Okay, so two two. Two things. First of all, I cannot believe this show robs us of at least some makeout slash heavy petting between <sighs> Tess and Kyle. What the fuck? Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Like there I love the idea of the two of them. Yes. And at least right now we're not getting we're they're they're teasing us. Yeah. Teasing us. And like, I love that it's, it's sort of just like seated here as like a bored, horny fuck. Like, yes. <laughs> that's yes. so good. And then both of them would be okay. Like, I'm not worried mm-hmm. about either of them. They'll be no. fine. Um, Just uh, as you know, we've talked about the dream. Max and Liz are the dreamers. Um, Candy is uh, Eminem, Eminem. Michael Maria. Yeah. The <laughs> the name for the ship for Kyle and Tess is Lamp Trimmers. No way. So is yes. this a, <laughs> is this a turn of phrase that they return to, or is this like I the don't only believe time we get so. It? I think it's what the only the time we hear, but it's such a striking conversation that they are Lamp Trimmers. So like, if you ever see fic that's labeled Lamp Trimmer, it <laughs> means it Kyle is. Tess. Okay, well let's let's dive into that for a second, and we'll get to the time travel or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there's also a time travel. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> uh trimming a trimming a lamp what does that mean what's the con- I, what is the like literal non-metaphorical context for i that? think it's literal i've always thought but i've never researched i've always thought it's like um the lamp shade like whether you put like dangly beads on it or ribbon okay so like trimmer- so I, this- yeah, yeah, you're guessing in this one. So tr- trimmer, what you're saying is like in in the decorating, as though we are trimming a tree. Yes, that's how I always thought of it, but I never Googled it. Okay, so I've just looked up lamp trimmer okay. on Wikipedia. I'm going to read it now. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it says lamp trimmer was a specialist position on board ships hmm. that involved maintaining oil lamps. In the days when light came from burning oil lamps, a vessel at sea needed crewmen to constantly care for the lamps. Okay, what? that makes more sense, though, in terms of, like, Buddha would have a saying about it. Yes, true. 
because it comes from Kyle bringing up a a, a a Buddha thing, which he's apt to do now that he's a Buddha guy. Right. I'm going to read more of this article. Okay. <laughs> this care involved trimming the wick, which drew the oil up from the storage reservoir so the fi- so the flame would burn clean and bright. Lamp trimmers also refilled the reservoirs. Now, this is just more into it. But I think, okay, yeah. that I, I, I get that. Trimming the wick of the lamp, mm-hmm. uh, that that makes sense to me. Yes. And it also makes sense with this idea of, like, you need to take care of your lamp. Your body is a tool that you need to keep. You right. know, keep your wick short and your oil. <laughs> it is still a ridiculous turn of phrase, and I love hearing two teenagers use it. Back and forth for like what feels like ten hours. It was <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah, they never say it again, but this is enough for them to become the lap- lamp trimmers yeah, as a it, as a ship name. It leaves a mark. Yes. And it, but I think you're right. It does get cut short in a way that isn't really fair because for for the way Tess was raised, she's always going to if Max is in the mix, nothing else is going to matter. So, right. I kind of feel bad for Kyle cuz it's not there's nothing he there's literally nothing he could have done. I mean, but they would have hooked up, right? If because uh-huh. is it is it Max that shows up? Who shows up at the door? Liz shows up. Liz to be shows like, up. That's right. By the way, you should hook up with Max now. And she's like, "Uh, this feels like a trick." <laughs> like you know, what? Tess, you're right. It does feel like a trick. I'm just gonna go back to hooking up with my roommate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My surrogate brother. Wait, uh, what? Look, because it's dangerous and hotter, and like they should just do that. Yes, I mean, I do think that. Yeah, Valenti does see them see her her as a foster child yeah but she is you know i mean tess is so different from a a regular like human child that like you know i i I don't i don't think the rules apply to her no and for kyle he was gone all summer so a lot of that effect like that's those growing pains he got us he got to skip them and now he's she's just a hot girl sleeping in his bed which you know i mean he experiences that multiple times in this episode yes he does because he's also used as a prop by liz um should we go back and uh actually address like the cool sci-fi thing from yes okay so we open in 2014 the far-flung future of 2014 pre-covid pre-trump oh they have no idea they think they're in the future they don't know anything they've got no fucking they idea think the world is ending but let me tell you about some things so no Look, so the world ends so much slower than they're expecting <laughs> it to. they've got years um but liz and max are in the granolith mm-hmm. and we see them use a special crystal which i don't think thus far on the show we've seen that crystal does that sound have you seen those crystals that crystal i know we've seen other stones but i yeah. don't look again the one thing i just want to lay out here before we uh like get too deep is that like i am continuing uh my practice of not um 
not like refreshing myself, not mm-hmm. reading anything. I'm going in like at the beginning of this episode, I was like, can you remind me what this character's name is again? <laughs> <laughs> I want to maintain this uh, noob expert dynamic. So it's possible we've seen those stones before, those crystals before. I'm feeling like we haven't. I'm going to say okay. based on my okay. expert's position. I don't think we've seen it. But anyway, we see that that's what powers the granolith. But again, yes. Max does not give any good information to Liz. Like there are so many things he could probably tell Liz that he does not tell her that she's going to have to learn the hard way, um, including how to power the granolith, but that's okay. That's fine. Whatever. He's busy Um, because he's traveling back in time to the present day. Right. Which uh, is is like 99, 2000, somewhere in in that range. I think they say 14 years. So it must, I think we've gotten to 2000. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's the year 2000. Liz is being wooed aggressively by Max. Just aggressively wooed. Aggressively. Um, Uncharacteristically aggressively wooed by Max, right? Like Max's normal moves are like be mope boy, um, have that like depressive emo energy and Liz loves it. And then save her life. Um, <laughs> but now he's coming to the door with mariachi band. Uh, and he learned all the words, you know, studied with like some teacher or something to learn all yeah. the words of the song. He learns. I was worried you were going to ask me the name of the teacher. And I couldn't remember. So I was like, oh, no, I hope that's not one of the questions. I did. You know, I was scribbling questions as fast as I could. And <laughs> two of my questions came from the first like minute and a half this episode (laughs) there was a lot to make to do trivia questions okay max is here for one reason and one reason only and that's to stop liz and max from getting together okay you say you say one reason and one reason only but i think the secondary reason is to take the place of lorenzo lamas on on renegade is 100 dressed exactly like like from the hair to the stubble to the the leather vest and leather, the leather vest and and sleeveless shirt under it like yeah no sleeves for this man i don't know why they don't put him in a uh, motorcycle with a sidecar like let's just complete the illusion let's do it all i feel like they really should have put tattoos on him yeah yeah that'd especially because cool. we have those scenes with uh young max shirtless i think you could have really played with the like mm, yes or like uh, some anyway. scars, right? Oh, some scars, because he does say at one point he's fought in a thousand battles, and the and the Max we know have has fought in zero things that he could call a battle. Well, I mean that we know of, though, right? Like he has a previous life as like the king of this alien. Oh, you think he was counting those battles? I don't know. I, who knows oh, what what memories have Max. been restored oh, to way, Max fourteen years in the future? In fandom, at least, I don't know what <laughs> they call him in the script or anything. He's future Max. Okay. Capital F, capital M. That and, and a space between future and max? No, one word. Future max. Mm, now that is interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to call him Renegade because I think, I think that... Renegade's a great name for him. But Renegade is there. True. Yeah. He's going to stop Liz and Max from falling in love. Or he wants to stop them from being together because Max and Liz together alienates Tess and they need Tess in order to win the war. Right. So that seemingly that that's what Max sees as the only way to keep Tess with them, right? Is 
which is also like a little bit short-sighted or maybe maybe he's max so he knows um but like it is i think it's a i okay here's the thing i love this premise i think it you know it creates ripples for the rest of the season like it's fun (laughs) it lets liz you know it lets liz be the master of her own destiny a little i mean even though she's not the master but like it lets her like take control of the situation which is the most exciting most interesting way for liz to be um so like it's a fun episode well and it it also it it gives liz the it gives liz like the edge in a sci-fi story and not like a it is also a love story or like a a, 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 whatever but like um she's the only one of like our characters who stick around Mm -hmm. Um, who is privy to this, who is uh, like an active player in this. Like yep. her partner is Renegade and he's going to yep. disappear by episode's end. He's going to Yeah, be the goal is to make him disappear. Yeah, yeah that, if she succeeds, he's gone forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a fun premise. It's also cool that like she, so like there, there's the, the very first scene of, uh liz and renegade where um you know she's like you can't possibly be from the future like she tries to refute it in all the ways yeah don't like the smart ways you know like when mm-hmm. when we talk about these sorts of scenarios on same day shipping where we'd be like okay gotta make sure it's not a clone gotta make sure it's not an lmd <laughs> right. you know like we run through all all, all the various uh, possibilities um but then she is surprisingly in to like execute on the plan yeah, she buys what he's selling. Yeah. I think it helps probably that she already had made that decision for herself at the end of, I mean, she cut, she says it to test, but she did, she already at the end of last season was like, shit, you've got a destiny. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step back so you can go pursue that destiny. And so it also, I had never thought about this before until I started saying it, but I do think it's true. It also feeds into Liz's belief that she's right about everything. Yeah. Because it's totally. someone coming to her and being like, hey, you're going to, you know, your your resolve is going to crumble. And because you go against what you know is true, the world ends. So it turns out you were super right. It's interesting how much that is tied up with, um, and, you know, uh, Liz and Renegade yeah. have this argument about, like, uh, she's like, I'm not ready to have sex. I, there's no way I was going to have sex with you. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. We have sex. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nida Gomez. Hello. Nida Gomez. Um <laughs> but like there's that that's something that feels very true to the like teenage or high school experience as like mm-hmm. or at least I know for for me anyway is um as soon as like sexual activity enters into like a relationship or like the mm-hmm. there's the chance of there being sexual activity, you start to play out the rest of that uh, relationship in your head. Um, and like shutting down a sexual experience or pursuing one, like necessarily is you buying into one version of the future or another. Um, yes. And so, well, like, and also that, yeah. that would, for these two people that it would cement them and reinforce like, there's whole soulmate bullshit because <laughs> it, it, yes. it is ridiculous of but course. their whole love of my life da, 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 da. i mean that's i mean that's what they have in common with romeo and juliet right is that they're mm-hmm. like caught in sex romance land right and they're too young and doe-eyed to even recognize it as not true love 
Right. Or to like take a breath and be like, should I make sure if, that she's dead before I kill myself? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just check a pulse, buddy. Just check, check a, a pulse. It's a very slow pulse, though. I think that's the problem. He's very, it's impatience. <laughs> Hold a mirror, a mirror up to the nose. <laughs> or I don't know, like think for a sec, like just chill for a second. If people, if, the, if Romeo and Juliet had some chill, there would be less tragedy in that story. No, uh, but it is they, the tragedy of Romeo and Juliet. That's true. As, that's as the Liz, name of it, Ryan. Liz explains to us. We're just like, thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. I forgot you were in high school. <laughs> Even though Liz is the one who supposedly at age 19 was like, we're, we're like Romeo and Juliet. Let's get married in Vegas. Yeah. So let me ask you that uh, because you have more experience with these characters. Does mm-hmm. that ring true to you? Are you like, yeah, Liz would do that if not like for the inter, uh, intervention of um renegade here here's what i think okay i definitely she think she would sleep with max right yeah 100 percent. like because she was about to sleep with him to find remember to find that beeping noise like she just <laughs> needed an excuse and i think getting back together would be enough of an excuse right, so right, right. when she's protesting too much i'm like yeah no this is max you totally would have fucked him i also think she would create in her head how it's the most romantic storyline and the most romantic moments like she right. would elope but also wear a poofy white dress well and she like, would she also would, <laughs> she would <laughs> whole thing of it she, you know oh like, my god and she'd throw a bouquet of flowers to no one exactly no she'd throw it at maria's head even though yeah. she, maria and michael are broken up just to like fuck with them <laughs> <laughs> or she wouldn't even think about it um so like i i do believe that she would do it there's also the piece that they don't get into. I mean, one, they don't get into how soon do aliens start showing up and fighting them from the, you know, like all of the bad stuff that's going to happen. Like, when does that start? Right, 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 right. Um, one of the things that I never caught or didn't register before is that he says, Michael, Maria, Alex, and Isabel met us halfway. Which... Yeah. I don't know where everyone is. So everyone seems to not be in Roswell then. If. Yes. Oh, when, when he's talking about. Uh, he's talking about the wedding. He's like, yeah, yeah. And we called them to meet us. They met us halfway. So right, they were somewhere. They were somewhere else. Maybe. I mean, maybe some people were at college. I don't know, but I had never like that. had never hit my head, hit my ear before. Yeah. That, so I think that. Given complicated circumstances, I could absolutely see Liz being like, I'm going to get married. Now, where are her parents? Do her parents approve of this? I don't know. (laughs) But I still believe she would do it against her parents. Have have her parents already been killed or taken over by the skins? Like, you know, who who knows? Is Roswell just like a a spot that used to be on the map that's gone because of of the battle? Like, who knows? Is Vegas the last? Is it New Vegas? Sure. Are we in the Fallout universe? (laughs) Are we in Fallout universe? We don't know. So, like, I guess that's the piece uh, that's missing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I believe. I believe. I think. I don't think future Max was lying about anything. I think. And we'll see. Because now the future that he was trying. The future that he lived in is gone. Yeah, that's right. But, like. I don't know that his logic was perfect. Like there's alternate universe. And this is actually a spoiler for an episode in the future. Um, 
but didn't end up happening. It was just like a rumor that someone, someone like Max or somebody would use the granolith to go back and stop Max from saving Liz's life. Oh. And there's okay. something like so much. And I, I love this spoiler. I wish that they had done this episode. I would have loved that episode. But that is such a cleaner butterfly effect moment, right? Yeah, yeah. To stop them from bonding in the first place. Stop them from bonding. Right. You know, whether she survives or not, like, would they stay lab partners? Like, it, but it would, like, cleanly change everything. Whereas this doesn't really, I mean, she breaks Max's heart. But that just doesn't clean yeah. do anything i mean i mean she 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 breaks his heart but like they're so connected at this point anyway and well, also like yeah. he just sees i i know like you see some you see your girlfriend naked in bed with a, a naked man and like you know yeah <laughs> you're going to be like oh obviously they had sex with each other and that's the end of us but like um i, I don't i don't know like if if they're meant to be together like they can see past something like that which is it like he doesn't see them fucking well except from that it's a lie anyway yeah yeah so the truth would help them get back to so i, I guess i say <laughs> to max i think there are cleaner ways that you could have done this um is it just that he doesn't have that much control over where he travels back to no because he knows he knows where exactly yeah. where traveling back like, to i, I he, think he's going to stop them from having sex because he points that as like once we had sex we never were apart again well and specifically he goes to her bedroom and is like i know that you know past me is going to show up here in about 10 seconds so like he he's got this day like locked in his brain Yeah, it's it's maybe just not not great planning on on uh, Renegades. But he's also like he's also sent back into. I mean his his sister just died two weeks ago. (laughs) His brother died before that. His wife doesn't exist anymore. Like he's got a lot on his mind. So I don't blame Future Max, but I don't think this is. And the show proves it out. I think a little bit is that. You know how he says like we got to be surgical and precise, and it's like. Yeah, well, you could have set a mission that was a little bit more surgical and precise. Yeah, or so there's um, – I, I made one little note. Most of my uh, notebook is just me trying to write questions that uh, <laughs> would be tough for you to answer. But uh, one one note that I took is uh, I wish there was a reason that Liz was lying to Tess about what she's doing. Um, because yeah. When she talks to Tess, she's just like, I don't know. It just seems like you guys are going to, you know, the thing that you were talking about from the end of um, season one. But like, why wouldn't she just be like, okay, I've, I've been in touch with Max from the future. Like, why Mm -hmm. not level with Tess? Or even just to be like, I have reason to believe that everything is going to fall apart if the four of you don't stay united. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, she's... (sighs) Invoke the granolith, you know? (laughs) Tess is going to, she's going to respect that. Yeah, it's not I mean, here's the thing. All of the all of this really I think you can go back to teenage lovey-dovey bullshit that the sure, show is. Yeah. So like Liz is a girl in love who's struggling to figure out how to <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like I can't really hold her to really high high levels of anything. Just like stupid Michael's investigation. Right. 
Well, and it's, I mean, and I want to talk about Stupid Michael's investigation, but like, it is also just hard to fault the show when it successfully sets up the scenario. Liz has to convince her boyfriend's ex to sleep with him and then Mm -hmm. ends up uh, pretending to sleep with her ex-boyfriend to make her current boyfriend. Like, that's great. You know, that's zero notes on that. I love it. And, like, and I know we were kind of talking about, like, why would Kyle do this? But, like, the fact that I think that, and I don't know if they were planning this far ahead, but the version of Kyle that came back from football camp absolutely would do this. Like, he's like, I meditated on it. I weighed on my mind. I'm up to help you. Sure, Liz. Let's have, like, good jokes and giggles in bed. (laughs) Well, and I, yeah. And I mentioned this while we were watching, but, like, uh, you know, if I were 16 or 17 years old and a girl was like, I'm going to lay naked with you in bed, but we can't do anything. I would be like, yes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> absolutely. Done. Done. Um, Done. Yeah. It goes to the spank bank and that's, that's fine. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's where this is headed with Kyle, but that's fine. Right. He doesn't have a girlfriend. Um, but yeah, so. The way this all plays out, I think, is it's it feels tropey, but also not kind of what you expect to happen, which I appreciated. Yeah, yes, I agree. Um, I also like that this episode didn't have any of the adults in it. It's all the kids making these decisions, um, which makes it feel more like you know, chaotic and hormonal um, that like, they just got to navigate these waters and like, it doesn't even occur to them to like check in with an adult to be like, Hey, what's normal in this this scenario? Because there you got time traveling aliens. Like none of it's normal. None of it's normal. And all of them, like, I feel like Michael and Maria, like they think that their stakes are the highest. Like Maria thinks this is her relationship with it. Like that's a big deal. Or, and Michael's like investigating, you know, this coworker who maybe relate I don't know if he has reason to think she's related to the skins, but he he's suspicious. Um Yeah, and he's just suspicious of her because of that the picture in her locker. He knows about that, right? He finds out about that when Maria comes to the house, but he's already okay. been he already like rode home with her. But I right. think it's that she arrives at the same like they knew there were skins. Right. And and she shows up like uh Congressman Whitaker showed up. She right. showed right, up. Right, right. Um and so I think it was like she was she and we know she we've known she's a skin. Right. Um but I think it's that like something's off about her. And one of the things that is off about her is just how horny she is for michael on me a teenage who is it like she's <laughs> right i mean she could be 19 she could be pretty young but she's an adult she or she's not in Ish. high school yeah. Like that. yeah 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 she's not go to their school um and she's pinching his butt at work and or patting his butt i guess um and flirting with him pretty heavily what is the line that she uses to get is it into his apartment or their apartment where are they uh well she, he, they go to they go to her apartment where where she takes the shower 
Yes, she takes a shower at her apartment. That all those so candles stuff. That's her place. Right. Okay. Um, there's some line that she uses about like him operating the remote control or something. Well, she's like, it's another night of curled up with my sheets, fondling the remote control. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Which, honestly, it works for her. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought it would. Uh, but honestly, but this reinforces something I believe to be true, and he gets better about it. But Michael is not that good at investigating by himself. Mm, sure. Like, he's good at kicking up dirt, but he never knows what the dirt means. So, I, it, it, he tries to buy himself some time with this, like, you <laughs> you take a shower line, yes. right? Um, yes, a clean girl she, is a sexy girl. Right, a clean girl is a sexy girl, and she uh, falls for it? She's into it. I mean, she's like, whatever ulterior motives we may want to like mm. put on her, because we do, it's reaffirmed that she's a skin, she seems to authentically want to have sex with Michael. <laughs> Like I don't. Think Why would that be true? Why would that be true? I don't. I mean, I maybe I do know. Maybe I know more than I'm no. saying. But but, it, but I think textually, she's yes. not like luring. She doesn't lure him into a position where he's vulnerable. No, she's just but like, she's, yeah. She's it's just, just weird though. Him. Like she she she's pursuing him and then doing like maybe she's just bad at like reading the signals, but like. Um, she seems to be playing it like you need to take a shower now is like his dom move and she's being sub and like, you know, yeah. cleaning herself, being the sexy girl. But like, it barely sounds like that's what Michael's doing, right? He's not convincing. This is why he needs a Maria with him. Right. He's that's not right. good at it. He is he's good at throwing stuff with his well he's not even good at that i was gonna say he's good at his powers but he's not even good at those he destroys his own television yeah well that was close it was close it was close but like also he doesn't know he doesn't know enough about i mean what if he had killed courtney yeah i mean like, at, at that, that point he knows to his goals yeah, of no, finding out about where the skins are and if they're coming to take over like he's also don't you don't you think in that moment when he starts like pulling skin off of her back yeah. that he should have tried to play it cool yes 100 percent. because like you could just like wipe that away look pe people making out encounter all sorts of things on each other's bodies that you just decide to ignore right <laughs> like you can do that keep making out get more information or he could have like faux vulnerable. Oh my God. Are you like me? Oh, like he could have played it. He could have played it a million ways that aren't throw her across the room and, and, and try to kill her and he'll kill his television. I mean, he, he, he says to her, are you a skin? <laughs> like, he does say to her, are you a skin? He's got I, no chill here. He's got no chill, but he also just got punched in the face by Alex. True true um in a very i i think a cute little alex scene i think it's it, cute that alex is trying to defend his friend and he's not scared of the big mean aliens 
Although he does lead with it and give two different, he's like, I'm not scared of you because you're bigger than me. And I'm not scared of you because you have got magical powers that could vaporize me. Like, dude, this is the Duff protest too much. You, in fact, are scared. You are a scared boy. But he he stood up to, or he didn't stand up to, he punched him in the face. Um, Well, it's it's, it's a rational fear. No, it was very... I liked it. I liked Alex. I'm not necessarily, I don't always like punching, but I liked right. that Alex was like standing up for his friend, even if it was kind of misguided and not helpful. Actually, uh, this is a fair point. You went pretty hard on Max uh, last season for when he punched Michael, but when Alex does it. Well, a couple things. One, <laughs> Alex doesn't necessarily know about Michael's dad hitting him. Right. And that didn't just happen last week. And two, I think that Alex will probably apologize. Even if we don't see it on screen, I believe that Alex will apologize. <laughs> Whereas I know I my bones never apologized. <laughs> right. I think that's, 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 uh, that's, dead. that's 100%. That's perfect. And then he and Maria and Michael are in a clinch making out. <laughs> no, I don't think that ever happened. Um, okay, so we uh, we get to the uh, the the resolution uh, in uh, you know Liz tricks Max, uh, makes him think that she's hooking up with Kyle, um, and then has like her wedding dance with Renegade yeah. slash Future Max. Um, yeah, to the Cheryl Crow song "I Shall Believe," which are you familiar with that song? I am not. Uh, okay. And when they said it in the first place, it, I mean, it, it, it sounded uh, pretty as, as it appeared in the episode, but I took the, again, one of the very few notes that I took is I shall believe um, because they mention it in um, when, you know, Max is, is telling yeah. her about their I believe it's the final life. track on Tuesday night music club. Um, okay. Show Crow's like breakthrough album. Um, it's very good. It's very pretty. It's not. Okay, a couple things. One, it absolutely has never been played on the radio. Like, unless I'm running the radio station, I don't know who was putting this on the radio. This is not, it was not a single. What are they talking about? It came on the radio. Now. It doesn't even seem like something that would be on college radio at the time. No, it would be on, now it's 2014, right? When they, or whatever, it's when they got married. No, they're they're 19, so maybe 2003, 2004. Okay, so like maybe one of them got one of the first iPods. And it could have come up on shuffle. Like I 100% believe it came up on shuffle and it was romantic, but it did not. Maybe he was lying and it came up on shuffle and he didn't. And he didn't want to like tell her about iPods. Okay. I mean, if we're talking like big songs from 2004, it would have been like "Drop It Like It's Hot" or. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it had to be a song that she's heard yeah. of now, or else. Great point. It becomes even. But anyway, so it's a beautiful song. It is kind of a song where it's very, it uses a lot of evocative, like, religious imagery. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's, so it's about, like, faith and forgiveness. But it's not, like, if you're singing that song to your partner, you probably shouldn't get married. That's probably a warning sign that the two of you should, like, take some time. Like, um... I know you're on to me that I only come home when I'm so all alone. 
Oh, yet I do believe. That's um. I mean, that sort of uh, is calling back to the like Romeo and Juliet of it, right? Of like, yes, this and is maybe like too sweaty and desperate to be a reliable relationship. Yes, and the song works great in the episode in their little dance. It's like very sweet, and like I said, I love the song. The song's great, but it is weird that they claim that it would be playing on the radio ever. <laughs> and two, the song itself is very it's it's sad. It's pretty, and like. Um, romantic in a tragic yeah do you know um the song the end of the world for which uh this episode is named i don't know um so it is uh it's like an old hold on i'm gonna look it up end of the world Um, not as we know it no not the end of the world as we know it but just uh the the end of the world it uh is um featured in uh, i just googled the end of the world and now i'm gonna be on some <laughs> fucking government list <laughs> no it's just the 2020 greatest hits. yeah that's true that just it just brings me the news um <laughs> uh i don't know that i'm going to find uh okay. where it was originally uh, um but uh i i know it from um uh, uh, Nina Gordon, uh, okay. the uh, one of the singers of the uh, band Veruca Salt, mm-hmm. um, and then she uh, had like a hit in the early two thousands that was "Tonight and the Rest of My Life." Okay, that sounds um, So she she covered this song too, um, and it is uh, you know uh, it, it's it's the end of the world. Why 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 does a uh, why do the birds go on singing? Why does the sea rush to shore? Don't don't they know it's the end of the world because you don't love me anymore? Um, and it's a really sweet, really sad, like super saccharine song. Yeah. Uh, but I love I love it to pieces, and I I love that uh, uh, Nina Gordon record. Um, but uh, it just um, it's it only tangentially related to this episode and that they share the same name. But uh, I just wanted to uh, bring it up as another sweet song. Yeah. I think that would be also weird to play on the radio and then to play as your wedding song. 100%. Just as sweaty, just as desperate. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) we get, yeah, we get Liz alone on the roof, which is a very pretty shot. Mm -hmm. Um, And Max and Tess alone on a bench. Which is sweet. It's, uh, and again, did Liz like brief, uh, Tess on like what was going to happen here I don't think I don't think so Okay, but I think because that's the other thing is like she didn't tell Maria this was going to happen mm, like she right. really didn't think through the elements of this <laughs> <laughs> but she had a, she had she had a business she had a, a goal to achieve and she achieved it because she's Liz and that's what she does and I yes. don't think do we see other than that one shot of Isabella in the crash down we don't Elizabeth doesn't doesn't have any lines in this episode yeah I think you're right I think you're right um, um I we should uh probably get on to the yeah. second episode but I did just want to say um what a joy it is anytime is it Jason Bear is that his name yes. the actor um, anytime he gets to do something different than be regular Max, um, he's great. He's uh, he, like he's, 
he's great yeah. and he's charismatic. Like, mm -hmm. and it, even when he's playing the doing the mariachi song, like, yes, yes, it's <laughs> for a teen boy to be doing that, but it's adorable when Jason Barry does it. Yeah, it makes me like not that I would want anyone else to be Max, but I just wish she got to play a more fun character <laughs> week to week. Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is every now and then he does get to play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like Maxedo is great. Future Max yeah. is great. Um, and then, you know, we get him as, uh, is it Trip in um, Roswell, New Mexico? Yes, we do. He's Trip. And he's another, like, that character first seems like might be a dud, but that character has some layers that are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Roswell. Let's watch another episode. <laughs> Ryan, let's do it. Who, according to Courtney, could have unified the skin planet? Michael. What is in Courtney's closet? <laughs> A shrine to Michael. What... Now, you don't have to name all three. What three okay. CDs does Maria identify in Courtney's collection? What are the three artists? Wham, Backstreet Boys, and Culture Club. That is correct. <laughs> all kidding aside, what is Copper Summit? Uh, uh, the Copper Summit motto, motto goes, all kidding aside, blank. It's a blank. It's a nice place to spend an afternoon. It's a... I don't remember. This is a hard one. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. Um, how was Kyle? <laughs> great. Yep, he was great. Keep that in mind. Um, how long do husks last? 50 years. Yes, sir. And then they start to dry out. Yes, they don't age during those 50 years. But No, they stay hot. <laughs> but then they start peeling. Which, like, I know that uh, Maria and Michael have, like, you know, basically beaten Courtney. Not physically, but, like, they've beaten yeah. her at their, like, spy game, their investigatory right. game. They've thrown her in the back of the uh, G or the back of the, the Jetta, and they're, like, taking her out of town. Um, but it's weird that she's got that little barb just locked and loaded of, like, yeah, well, I've been hot for 50 years. Yeah, but maybe she's been feeling the, thinking the same things, like, jealous of Maria, and then, I don't know, Courtney's different people treat them differently um yes. when i say people i mean the the aliens the the other aliens who remember their past lives different ones approach the teens differently i think the way that the rest of the skins or the way that nicholas approaches isabel feels more like re like real yeah like versus even if you thought that michael was the reincarnated spirit of this person that you thought could have led your team 
you see that Michael's a doof now, right? Like you see he's a teenager. He's yeah. like well, it's it's interesting because like Courtney must have I mean maybe we'll get more of uh you know yeah. her her sect of the, the, the skins or just like her individual yeah. like life leading up to this point. But like she's obviously assimilated, you know, one of the questions I asked you was about her CDs. Um mm-hmm. and you know, Culture Club, Wham and Backstreet Boys, like she's buying into these like miniature cults of pop culture personality. Right. Oh, like, interesting. Uh, you know, like the, those are all groups that are, um, you know, that inspire like fanaticism. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the, she doesn't have like a Nirvana CD and which I guess is maybe just a, a, a lateral step, but like the, you know, she's still the fact that she has a shrine built up to a boy um, right. feels in line with those music choices. Yes, I think you're right. I, and I guess I'm with her on the shrine. It's she talks to Michael like he is capable of being the man that she dream or maybe it's the hooking up with him. I don't know. There's a piece of it where I feel like she treats him like if she got to spend time with Elvis. Right. But he's like if she if you met Elvis when he was 15, like, would you still want to fuck him? That's weird. I mean, you know, there were moments in that previous episode where it sure seemed like 30-year-old future Max wanted to hook up with 16 All right, I guess age is nothing but a number. Um, but yeah, I guess I just, maybe it's my cynicism. Like, if I were yeah. one of the skins, I think I would tr- be like, oh, God, these teenagers being teenagers again. Like, right. okay, Valandra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, what do you know about anything? Yeah. Um, which honestly like that perspective and like when we start to get it out of um nicholas's mouth and when we start to realize that like everyone in uh copper summit is uh you know has this like much more wide angle perspective on Mm -hmm. everything that's happening in the show um i started to feel a little like left behind by the show yeah you know where where it's like oh no wait you're going too broad you're going too wide like i'm not there with you yet i'm still here with these kids you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i mean i still liked it i just i uh the and maybe it's uh tough coming off of the um the end of the world uh which right. is such a, a strong episode and this one uh i don't know sort of like runs away with itself well and i feel like this episode and the next one really continue the skins arc of yeah. this show whereas end of the world was kind of just like a deviation like some things move forward a little bit but it really was a story it was a a sci-fi self-contained story for uh for for liz and, right. and then max as an extension whereas this gets back to the kind of that broader thing which i i think sometimes the show does well i think the execution of it in the next episode is a little bit stronger. We'll see if you agree. Um, But yeah, I, I think the show is expecting us to just really be invested in hearing about the past lives stuff. Yeah. And like, it it is interesting and it, it, it's cool to hear like, um, you know, Nicholas talk about like, Oh, you know, I, I killed you last time, you know, that like, um, that not only does he have this like history with, um, are you know four four main uh, aliens, but that like it is uh, 
uh, an important history to him. It's a, a history that he's not even close to forgetting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when when we get some of that same sort of flavor of stuff from Nacedo, it feels like it's more distant, right? And maybe that's just because like that yeah. actor is kind of weird. Um, but like, you know, N- Nicholas, it, it feels very like immediate and urgent that like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're still we're still fighting you guys. Well, and the interesting the way he treats Isabel, because mm-hmm. he's essentially beaten her up a bunch, <laughs> um, while talking about bringing her to his leader or his the person he theoretically is loyal to, Kavar. Yes. Um, which is just like again, maybe maybe Nicholas is just a more complex character than Courtney. And so when I try to compare them, it just makes Courtney seem kind of, yeah, just like a fangirl. Yeah. Um, but I also, mean, I think, I think that's what the, the show is, is showing us, though. Like, they're showing us that she's a fangirl. Yeah, but I just have less patience for a fangirl who's lived an entire life and then 50 years on Earth. Yeah, that's tough. Um. That's tough. And then her husk, because we also don't know how long it takes to build a husk, and her husk is in Copper Summit, which is... Yeah, does that mean that she, like, splintered off from the group after they got to Earth and, like, occupied Yeah, like, is she a spy? It's unclear. (laughs) Or, like, is there another skin in a Courtney husk? that like lives in copper summit that we just don't see oh, maybe. there are only so many different models of husk that they have that could totally be um well they don't have any anymore they've been destroyed which okay um then <laughs> it's tough because i feel like most of uh this one this episode feels harder to talk about um because it is so clearly like you said like playing with um, the like ongoing story that I know you know more about than I, I do. Know, um, so like, I, I almost feel like it's not even fair to pose any questions or be like, Hey, what, what's up with this? Um, because like you obviously do, you know, and you have answers. Yeah. Some of them aren't satisfying answers though, but like, so we do know that all four of our main characters had previous lives. Yes. And that they were sent to earth to be re to regenerate. Um, and to potentially for, to take back over their planet to, to get their planet back from yeah the baddies. Um, But I feel like this episode was going for more like a, an X-File. Like when we talk about the standalone sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like this episode was trying to do like an X-Files episode. Like the creepy small town story. Totally. And like, and maybe I have a harder time buying into the creepy small town of it because it's so obviously... Oh yeah, like, we haven't talked about this. We haven't okay, talked Copper- about Copper Summit. <laughs> Copper Summit. <laughs> and we need to. Is- I think what they're going for is ghost town vibes, like small ghost town in the middle of nowhere. But the fakeness of the ghost town makes it feel like 
a back lot. A back lot. Because, like, it's beyond, it's like the next level of ghost town. Like, you have like a ghost town, which theoretically was once a town. Right. And, and then, then you, you have, have a ghost like, town from 100 years ago. <laughs> and then you have like a place where they used to shoot westerns. And this feels more like a place where they used to shoot westerns yeah. than it does like a place where anybody ever actually lived a normal non-tourist trap life. Yeah, it's a bizarre it's a bizarre set that they're filming on. Yes, but I mean it's fun on some level. I don't know that they go I feel like in a <sighs> I feel like they don't exploit it to the extent that they could. Like, so essentially, and I guess we could take a step back that they go there because Whitaker's body, or it's reported in the news that Whitaker died in a car accident, even though we know she turned to dust. Right. And so, uh, Max, Liz, Tess, and Isabel go to the town where she had the accident, where, where Vanessa grew up, where, uh, Whitaker, the congresswoman yeah. grew up and to investigate and they don't really have a lot to go on they have a letter from something called the universal friendship league <laughs> that they're following up on and they go to vanessa's family's house but i guess that's part of it too is like when they go to the family's house that seems just like a normal house like it would have yeah. almost been cooler if that was like the saloon like if if they were doing like one of those historical recreation like kind of towns like going to colonial williamsburg or uh old world wisconsin is where we used to go on field trips uh when i was in you know elementary school but that's what it is it feels like they're shooting at like an old world wisconsin or a ghost town but instead everyone's dressed in normal clothes and Except for the weird dummies. Except there's for the also weird mannequins. Dummies. Yeah. And also, but like everyone also has that like small town drawl. Yes. They're in and Arizona. They're in Arizona in what they have described to be a, a small town. I don't know. Some of those actors feel like they're out of time. The uh the actor who plays um Oh geez, I guess I don't even know what he—he he, he was the guy who was like in charge of the the uh, the funeral. Um, yeah, we knew his name at one point. I forgot it though already. Yeah, um, he's the one who wrote the Universal Friendship League. He was the one they called on the phone, and then right. he said thank you, and then hung up. And, <laughs> and Liz, Liz goes, says, "He just he hung, hung up, up on me." <laughs> like no, it's like no, he said thank you. Come on, <laughs> thank you. You're not owed a thank you. No, you um, got one. But like that, I don't know, that, that actor feels very, um, uh, you know, feels very like uh, you know, small town, old west, uh, mm-hmm. just out, out of time uh, sort of thing, which I guess like is, are, are there no real people in this town? No, I think that's what we learn is there are no real people because, and they kind of got rid of, they don't want any real people around for the harvest because it would be confusing. Right. Because they're going right. to harvest their meat, their little skin suits. I think. I guess and even this for is, the not harvest time too. And if, maybe if the show was aging for fifty yeah, years. Yeah, and maybe the show was trying to do this, but this didn't work either. If this was supposed to be a town they took over fifty years ago, so yeah. it's two thousand at the time, so say nineteen fifty. If it was a town stuck in nineteen fifty, yeah, I think that go. could work. Right. Like that makes sense. And like, of course, they haven't they don't care about trends. So they took over a town 
at a certain time and they just kept the town that way because they were waiting essentially to find the you know the the royal four and kill them right but it can't be 1850 it exactly needs to be 1950 they, it's like they landed in 1950 took over an old style town and then dressed like modern times so it, do they go to the target like what's going on like it, yeah unclear it yes and i think it, it feels like again it's a tv show so they shot it they didn't create these buildings <laughs> like they found a ghost town or a you know an old west town whatever i mean like, it could it could so easily be the universal lot yeah like, or it could be a backlot but even we've, so like, we've been on that tram tour you know yeah, we've seen it <laughs> we've seen but yeah, it i just it they would have done better i think in wisteria lane like i i don't think this was the part of universal yeah. where they should have been but it is what it is we saw the episode is what it is but it is weird it also and partly because there's such a mishmash it doesn't even ring true but when you hear harvest you don't necessarily think of tech Right. Oh, what? So here's let, let me tell you where where my mind went um, with like harvest and the skins and their bodies dying. I was like, oh, there must be a, a method by which they can take over other human bodies. Oh, that would have made sense. But that's um, not what this show is doing. And f- it feels like harvest would be, you know, like consistent with that language and is like scary and like, oh, my God, we have to stop this, you know, like yeah. instead of instead of the stakes being like, we just had to stop them from living. Like we had to stop them from killing um, feels, feels bigger. Yeah, that would have been, but then I guess you have to, you would have to have people. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's just it. Is that like um, the, that those kind of stakes weren't, weren't really here. It's just about like prolonging the lives of, of the skins. But you're right. The skin suits could, because they, they could just have u- always used humans as a skin suit for 50 years. Yeah. But if they, you know, someone wrote this. So right. It's not also, like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like real biology we have to deal with. No. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that would have worked. Why? Why isn't so? Like you know, we're we're investigating. They're, they're like learning some things about Whitaker's family. Um, Tess is like, oh, she. I just found out she was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, they're they're getting information and like they're getting information that's confusing them, like intriguing information. Yes. Um, but like we never have that moment of like, here's a picture of like you know them gathered together to like watch the moon landing or something and everyone appears to be the same age you know like one of those moments where you're like wait a minute they these this kid was a kid 50 years ago um like i feel like i I was i was i i needed a moment like that um to like start to put pieces together of like these people aren't aging i i I don't know i just I, i i feel like that you mentioned that it, there's almost an X-Files like quality to it of like, here's the creepy town. Um, but we don't have any like specific clues about the creepiness of the town. I mean, we get told it's creep. We get told about the creepiness. Sure. Which. Uh, I think that. Yeah, it could have been creepier because that's a big thing that. um there's a whole scene of Tess like looking at old pictures. Like if she looked at a picture and <laughs> in the background, there's like a Nixon presidential poster and she sees 
you know, Nicholas looking like he looks like now. I guess that could have been in there. Uh, because be I wasn't looking at it. I wasn't looking at the picture. She was looking at that closely, even though she is uh, holding it like a maniac. She's holding a picture of Congressman Whitaker just looking like normal, like looking like she looks. But that picture could be 50 years old. Right. We know. Right, right. Right. But there's, but there's, but that, but that wasn't a choice that the show made. I'm projecting that onto the show. I'm telling the show they should have done that. That's not in the show. Right. The show instead has has Courtney tell us in a in the car, and then and then Nicholas back it up with I've been stuck a teenager for 50 years. Yeah. Which uh, I'm okay with that fee- that beat, but I'm with you that re- the reveal of these people have been in the same meat suits for 50 years could have been done in a more dynamic way other than Courtney being like, I've been hot for 50 years. Which, uh, I mean, again, a uh, pretty good line. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fair. Um, I liked the actor who was playing Nicholas. Yeah, me too. I think he, he's, he was in like one episode of Veronica Mars, but otherwise oh, yeah. I haven't seen him around in stuff in enough stuff. Um, but no, I like him a lot. Um, there, I was also unsettled by the actor who first greets them when they get to uh, Copper Summit mm-hmm. um, with the, like the really tight curly hair and like an underbite yeah. or something. <laughs> um, an unsettling presence that guy has. Yes, and kind of tries to warn them off, but which also makes me wonder, and it's, I don't feel like it's clear this point in the show, like how... Do these people look like their original selves? Do, like, how does someone know who they are? I guess, like, Nicholas is like, you're, I can tell by your big dumb looks that you're right. the second <laughs> Right, right, right. He can just sense Michael's essence. Yes. But, I mean, that certainly that skin that they meet when they first get to town doesn't recognize them because he wouldn't tell them to leave. He'd be like... Oh, come stay in my house and then murder them. Yeah, I mean it's also weird because then he makes a a call and says like four non-members, like non-members. Yeah. Like do do you know what's going on or don't you? Does he know? Yeah, I mean, does, who does, does he, he think is listening? Talking? Yeah, I, I I don't know. There's no but one then else. For fifty around. years, if you've just been using the term members instead of our race. Yeah, I guess that that's another uh, like aspect or another like layer that I don't know. Having the um, friendship league is that it? Friendship league, just Uni- yeah, universal. universal that's right. Um, that uh, like why why have that? Like if everyone is going back for her um, like memorial service, well, I, don't know. I think it's I think it's the code. Because that's what the code is. I mean, that's what that letter to Whitaker is. Is like, hey, Skin's here. If you don't call us by the 25th, we're going to assume you're dead and we're going to stage your your death. Uh... So I think it's always a code. And that's like, they have letterhead and stuff. So now they can send letters to each other. They can send messages to each other. To contact the... the Skins who aren't there. Exactly. To contact the Skins who aren't there. To like... If someone says what's going on at Copper Summit, the Universal Friendship League is throwing an event. Okay, like okay, okay. It's a cover. And it's also like, again, the show is not interested in just doing what I imagine would be cool. But like, <laughs> that also feels like something that in 1950 maybe wouldn't sound as stupid. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, going to this town, going to Copper Summit should feel, you mentioned Wisteria Lane, should feel like going to Pleasantville. Yes. But instead, I think because they shot it at this ghost town, (laughs) it's just confusing. And it also, and they make mention of tourists, like it feels like a tourist trap, but then they don't do anything. Even if it was just like, this is my day off, buddy. I'm not going to act like the saloon barkeeper. Right. Like, then, then. I don't, you know, but I'm it wearing also jeans it, from this century now or whatever. It kind of hurts the logic, too, though. If, like, the skins want to be in a place where, like, they're not being bothered by other people, why be in a tourist trap? I don't know. I wonder if someone was like, okay, we can get the back lot for this week. <laughs> and they just had to write to it. Because, like, it right. doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. It doesn't really. Look, it might. I, it might be just because I've got the upcoming premiere of WandaVision on the brain, but like I would love to see something that looked like that, that looked like, uh, you know, the, the classic Americana, like we okay. were saying, well, like 1950s. I, I know you don't believe in spoilers. Oh. And this isn't really a spoiler, but there is an episode of this show yes. in the third season that is shot like a 60s sitcom. I love it. Yes, you have to wait. I'm not going to rewind remind you again that it's coming, but good, good. I will. will get I will it. forget. <laughs> you will until it starts. I'll be like, remember? Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yes. The I do think, and now I've seen it a million times at this point, so I don't know if I remember all the suspense. I do think that the family, so the the mother, the dad, and the mom, yeah. and Nicholas. And their house does feel like a honey trap. It does feel like these people are all being nice enough. Mm-hmm. But like you feel like if you go in the wrong room, they might murder you. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely do get that vibe. But it would be cooler if there was a, an aesthetic running throughout the whole town that held together. Yeah. I guess really the the chief complaint or like the central pillar of the complaint is the ghost town. Yeah. It just it doesn't really make sense. It do- and it doesn't help to think about it. <laughs> no. That's, I think, what it is. It's like you, because I've watched this episode a million times and I don't, it doesn't always stick with me. But yeah, there's no, there's, no, even as we sit here trying to, there's no way to justify it to make it seem like a good choice. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're right in that they must have just like had access to that, had access like to the back. We needed line. a small town, yep. and someone was like, "What about Ghost Town?" And they're like, "Is that literally all we can do?" Okay, fine, we'll use the Ghost Town. Okay, fine. Now, well, and we'll set a couple scenes at the beginning at the high school. All right, this yeah. will be a cheap one. It's it, we yeah. we'll we'll be okay. We can still do twenty-two episodes a season. <laughs> There's a lot of episodes each season. I also would say that I'm uh, the flimsiness of the Ghost Town aside. I <laughs> love any episode where we get in the Jetta and the Jeep. We go on a road trip. Yeah, so, no, that's that's a great point. I, like I was part. I was so happy to see this Jeep again. Yeah, I love that Jeep. Um, let's maybe talk about the like Max and Liz of it all because like Oh, Max is upset. Max is upset. And Liz is also like I don't know. I mean, it's I, I don't know how you do the mental slash emotional gymnastics to like get through what she's going through right now. Yeah. Um, but like you know, they they first sort of like have a little mini fight about it in the car on the way to Copper Summit. Yes, while Tess and Isabel are sleeping. Right, and Tess is a or Isabel is asleep on 
Max's shoulder. Like she is no, one is asleep on Max's shoulder. Oh, te- yeah, Isn't you're right. Bell, like sleeping out the window, kind of. But Tess is one hundred percent listening to their argument. Oh, of course she is, because <laughs> she also got the skinny from Max. Like she knows yeah. what Max saw. I just and is very that, invested in how Max feels about it. I feel like I have a a memory or several memories of pretending to be asleep in a car. Or being asleep at some point, but yeah. like then waking up and pretending to stay asleep, and just hearing the other people in the car talk. Like, yeah, I, I, there's something comforting and nice about it. That's something, yes. Um, and there's no way that they, that just because there are two other people asleep in the car, does not mean that you are alone in that car. No, but Max is so fired up; he does not care. No, he, he does would not burn care. it all down. Like right. he he would have this conversation in front of anyone. He does not care because he thinks that, and he's not wrong. He thinks it's a misunderstanding. He thinks it can't be what he saw. He believes in her and their love too much that it can be true. Like, and he's not wrong. Like some dude, you came from the future to make this happen. And she didn't even (laughs) fuck Kyle. So you're not wrong. Like it isn't, you know, she wouldn't lie to you. She doesn't keep secrets from you. Well, I mean, now she's keeping a huge fucking secret from you. Right. The biggest secret imaginable. But then, okay, yeah. so then they they have it out later, um, just like in the streets of Copper Summit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after a, a duel or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like, Liz just sort of, like, doubles down on the on her lie. And she's being like, yeah, we, we did fuck. Um, and that's it seems like it's enough to make max back off entirely right like or is he just like yeah. hurt in that moment or i think she because she frames it as i'm i'm not this perfect person you set me up to be mm-hmm. that's not fair i make mistakes i made a mistake it happened like the person you think you know doesn't exist so stop yeah idealizing me and our relationship which so, I think that he well, that knows was, he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it. I think he's like, yeah, good call. Because it's tr- she wasn't encouraged all the time. Like as much as I guess she could have thrown rocks at him when he came with the mariachi band, she wasn't encouraging him. She hasn't been saying let's get back together. She she left him, and she right. left him for the whole summer. And then when she got back, she was like, I'm not getting back together with you. That's true, and she had gone through that whole like glow up of like being a little bit more yeah, of, of, of a grown up. Yeah, she got way cute. She had a big girl job. <laughs> the only yeah. member of Congressman Whitaker's yeah. staff. Whitaker has no staff, and a, no and staff. the phone's ringing off the hook to be what like, hey, staff member of Congressman Whitaker. Sorry, she's dead. Like, yeah. what what kind of information do you think you're going to get from that office? Ringing Call- off the hook. Yeah, call the office in DC if anywhere. <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah, I think he does hear it. I think he's sad. Yeah. But I think it's like it's like Dabda. He got through bargaining. Mm. B D A B. So now depression. he's now he's depression. I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I I I guess like you also have to wonder like where Liz is in in this because like she in the previous episode accomplished her goal right like future Max disappeared 
Yes. Um, but at this point, is she like, does she think that she has to continue to keep like herself and Max apart? Or because like, I mean, she's... she knows that the ta- mm-hmm. test can't be alienated. What's well, just weird to me then that she's not meaner to him. She says she made a mistake. Like she basically apologizes for it. What is she supposed to say? I fucked Kyle and it was good. She tells Tess it was great. Yeah, I don't. If her goal was and remains. I think she wants to stay friends with Max. I don't think she wants to stop being friends with Max. I think you got to burn it down. You got to burn yeah, it down. But you're a grown up who has context. She doesn't know anything. She yeah. thinks they can stay friends. She thinks they can stay friends and not alienate Tess and not hook up again. She honestly believes that. Liz, 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 Liz. No. Spoiler alert. It does not work out that way. (laughs) But yeah, I think she really thinks like, okay, once we end, like, because I don't think she's ready to not have Max in her life. Yeah, it's probably true. Like, I don't think she really is. I don't know what she's thinking. I think she also got caught up in the future Max of it all. It's much harder for her to keep this lie going, I think, even than to start the lie. Yeah, well, and, you know, starting the lie, she had the, you know, constant reinforcement of future Max. Yeah, and the sexual tension. Right. And was always like, well, you know, even if I'm uh, sort of breaking up with uh, present Max, I can still dance, have this romantic dance with, uh, you know, Renegade over here. And, you know, push my face up against those beefy shoulders. Yeah, that lovely wig. But <laughs> yeah, I think she, I think it's like reality is setting in a little bit with her. Um, Ryan, can I ask you the two difficult questions that I wrote? Of course. Um, <clears throat> there is a five-digit uh, alphanumeric combination on Walt's hat. What is it? I have no idea. It is DK535. What do you think that's about? I have no idea. (laughs) DK535. Huh. I assume it's like a model of tractor or something. Yeah, it's probably. That's exactly what it is. Um, what is, What is the number of the street address of the Whitaker's house? Oh, I have no idea. 726 or 126. It wasn't clear to me. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't do that one because I would not have gotten it. These are unfair questions, which is why I wouldn't have asked them during the actual question portion. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, And then Uh, I have one one final difficult question. Um, uh But I think this one is is the most gettable of the difficult questions. Okay. How many days were Nicholas and Vanessa going to spend at the Air and Space Museum? Three days. You got it, Ryan. <laughs> yes. Which, okay, the Air and Space Museum has some interesting things in it. It's definitely worth a visit. Yes. But you can get it done in one day. All of those museums you can get done. Like, each one deserves yes. a day. Yeah, I'm all for, like, I'm spending a week in D.C. I'm going to go to the Smithsonian. I'm going to go to a bunch of different. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 100%. You will have a week's worth of activity, a week's worth of excitement, a week's worth of uh, and things to see. But I, if you spend three days at the Air and Space, even if you go see an IMAX movie, like, you're, I don't know you're how reading you're reading some of those plaques twice. Like, yeah, for you sure. 100% are. 
or or you call a day at the museum an hour, which, you know, I have that sometimes with art museums. I can only do like a certain number of hours and then my brain is like, I'm full of art. Yeah, that's why you got to go to that Getty um, because you can look at mu- you can look at art for like 45 minutes and then just go outside. Yeah. And look at the views because the, the views, views are nice. infinitely more impressive than the art. Sorry, art. You're impressive. Whoa. I'm sorry, art. You, you are just impressive. Said I said infinitely. I know. I that was, was too much. Bold. I went hard. I went hard. Oh, my God. And the Getty's hurting right now because no one's going to it. Oh, and that's good. <laughs> that's good, though. No one should be going. <laughs> you have to ride in that little tram. You know that air is not circulated or purified. Someday. Someday we'll ride, ride, rise to the resistance at Disneyland and we'll go <laughs> to the Betty. And there'll just be normal things. Ryan, this is something I wanted to mention at, at the beginning of uh, the, this episode recording, but we started the second season of um, Welcome Back to Roswell. Yes. Uh, like immediately after the pan- everyone started taking the pandemic yeah, seriously. Yeah, so early. Um, it was, I, I believe, the the first episode of season two of Roswell, New Mexico, came out on like March fifteenth. We like had that. a conversation about whether we were going to record it together in one place. Yes. Well, and in fact, That's how early it was. We had planned to record together in yeah. one place, and then like I texted you over the weekend and was like, "I don't think we can do that." Yeah, and I was like, "You're absolutely right." Right. Yes. <laughs> there was it wasn't like a conflict of whether we were, but like just the fact that that I mean that might be the last time I last plan I had. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds sad, but I think it's true. Yeah. I have a picture of the last meal I had in a restaurant. It no, was uh, where, where was it? It was in Santa Fe at a uh uh this diner near where our airbnb was and i had like a a breakfast burrito with green they're really into green salsa yeah (laughs) so had some of that but it was and i have a and it wasn't even that amazing of a thing but i don't know why i took a picture of it but i think on march 11th of this year i'm gonna post it on instagram (laughs) and be like this was the last meal i ate in a restaurant I must have had a meal in a restaurant after I got back from um, C2E2. This is just a yeah. reminder that I was in Chicago for a, a comic convention uh, and got back in town on March 2nd. So like it's fucking wild, right? I was at I was at a convention. I was at the McCormick place. It doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, oh, but, but sorry, I don't think that was your point. That was wasn't just- my point. <laughs> My point is to say that this show, doing this show, um, has been a was a nice comfort when we started going into a whole new way of uh, living, um, mm-hmm. not leaving our houses. Uh, and uh, this week, with you know or what what happened, you know, at the uh, Capitol last week, and right. just the the you know fact that we're living in this you know, who knows what the fuck is going to happen time yes. um, that uh, I am now looking to, I am putting a lot on, on oh, the comfort no. that so we, you, okay. I will sorry. say season two is good, but I don't know if it's, <laughs> I mean, good stuff happens, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it's, I do feel like in some ways it's like when you suggested that we do this or like hinted about maybe doing it. And then I was like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, I think, yeah, this is uh, 
a sense of, yeah, a sense of normalcy and comfort in a, yeah. in a sea of not that. So I'm glad we're doing it. Um, I was ready. I was ready to do a rewatch without you. I'll be honest. So, I know. I know. I saw you threatening it on another text thread, and I was like, "All right, we just got to start this thing." Back. <laughs> Which it actually it worked perfect. <laughs> <My friend. laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I, I, I hope that anyone else that uh, you know is is listening to this and like you know getting back into uh, Roswell because you have to watch along with us. You have to. Yeah, we do. Well, we don't give enough context that you could like that's we true don't we don't recap what's happening mean, we talk about the parts we want to talk about but we really don't go scene by scene and give you everything you need to know no not at all so yes please watch the show first and you could do it but we take breaks to let you know when to watch it so make sure before you start the next episode you watch wipe out and we'll do it uh, yes but no this is a, a fun time and yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this and then I'm going to be, so I think the current plan is to get through, to do season two, to get through season two and then, yeah. uh, of Roswell. And then we can start season three of both shows at the same time, whenever that happens, which could be as early, I think as April, but could be June. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this wild world that we live in. I, I saw June um on one of the show's wikis yeah i think they're they've shot but with um you know cw schedule uh this year they really only showed uh only did supernatural in the fall and as soon as we get through season three then we'll just start our supernatural podcast oh my god There's only like 15 seasons of that are we allowed to do that? <laughs> like, will the police come? What do you mean? I think, I think they might. I think someone's going to call the cops. No, I don't think... I, my love for Roswell, I feel like, is the only reason I can be down to talk so much about each episode. <laughs> I, you have to have a lot of love, I think. Or discovering it. Like, I, you know. Right. No, I'm enjoying discovering it. But yeah, you gotta have a lot of love to to, to <laughs> about every single episode of a show. And I got love for the show, and I got love for you, Patrick. Thank you for doing the show. Woo! <laughs> um, have a great week. You too, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.